Ministers. We're talking about ministers today. I know. I'm going to give people a lot of good reasons to judge me by the end of this message. <laughs> so You think so? <laughs> when you talk about ministers and good ministers and bad ministers and what they're supposed to focus on, by even talking about it, you're assuming you're a good one. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's kind of, it's a little narcissism. Like and you're in a position to evaluate. Yeah, I'm a, I will evaluate every other <laughs> minister in the world. Paul's whole thing is, is it gospel centered or is it not? And a good minister will not point you towards themselves, even though Paul says, be like me, but he says, be like me in the sense of be like believing the gospel. Yeah. Believing the gospel <laughs> and, and don't let anything dissuade you from the gospel. So that's kind of, his push, and that's why he says, "Be like me." So it's not a "be like me because I'm awesome." It's "be like me because I trust Christ," and that's a good minister, and that's what we want. So, really, today's message works towards the idea of understanding what really good ministers do in our lives, which is return us back to the gospel. And what Paul will do in the middle of what he says today is, have I become your enemy by essentially saying the truth to you? And what we tend to want to do many times in our lives is we want a Bible metaphor, our ears tickled, not in reality, because that would just be awkward and weird, but hearing the things that we just want to hear, reinforcing our own beliefs rather than what's true. And so Paul will kind of take this whole thing to move them back to a place of saying, I brought you the truth. These other people are coming in. They're making you think I'm your enemy by telling you the truth, but I can't do anything but tell you the truth. And really that's what a good minister will do. They will, they will speak the truth even when it's hard, but that truth not to destroy or crush somebody, but to build them back up to return to what the truth of the gospel actually is. Let's take a step back. Can you define minister? Uh, minister is simply is the definition of, say, servant, I mean, because that's, that's what the word means. Uh, I would say ministers are Christ's servants in the world that point to the gospel and to him. And I think if we could kind of get that in our mind rather than minister having this connotation of moral authority, even though we would hope that they would have some moral authority— but really, it's it's a servant attitude of Christ came and served, and so I see that as my call in the world around me to be able to serve one another. So we have paid vocational, but everyone at Element in some way is, right? Yeah. So, you know, we're going into this Element U, and in the second week, I'll talk about the Two Kingdoms model. And the two kings, it's, it's, a, it's not a bad view of engaging culture. I, it does some things really poorly. But one of the problems with a two kingdoms model, which Michael Horton, like White Horse and stuff like that, these two kingdoms, and they make... That, the, that's a podcast for those who don't know. <laughs> they, they make this large distinction between ministers and lay people. And it really creates this division that I don't think is healthy mm-hmm. because it does. It puts these people who have you know, gone through schooling and been here and they know these things, well, they can be more spiritual than you. And it continues to add to that separation. I, I, I think that there are people that God places that that teach and lead, and that's a really good thing. But anytime that leads to a mindset of they are better than I am, they're closer to God than I could ever be, they have more value and worth to God than I do, then we've missed 
what the scripture is teaching us. Regarding kind of that, I guess you call it the two kingdoms model, the separation. I think that reinforces this paradigm you don't find in scripture of leadership really being this power hierarchy. Right. And in scripture, it's always through the lens of servanthood because that's what Jesus modeled to us. In the book of Genesis, and the woman is, you know, created to be a helper. And from the very beginning, you know, people who are in a hierarchical model tend to see that and say, oh yeah, the woman was there to help. God himself is called our helper. So that cannot be a term of office assistant Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) or less than. It's something God does. When Jesus comes, he comes as a servant, the lowest of the low in that society. He washed people's feet. That was the lowest job of a slave, to wash somebody's dirty, nasty feet. And Jesus does it to show the nature of the heart of God. So how do you lead the people in your GCs? Not well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bummer to end up. There we go. Um, we're shutting this thing down. <laughs> um, how do you lead people in your GC to be to see themselves as ministers and to serve and gospel correctly? I am so type A and so opinionated that I feel like the way I help people is to tell them what to do better. <laughs> and that's that's not, it needs to be modeled. I mean, I do. I, 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 I do model it in the sense that I will get up and I'll go work and I'll fix something. I don't expect somebody else to do something I'm not willing to do. But sometimes the 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 words of how to encourage people in it come difficult for me because sometimes I will just be like, it's easier for me just to do it than to tell you how to do it. When God, who could just do everything instantly, uses us. You sound like me teaching my kids to cook. I'm just going to do this because it'll be easy. These pancakes full of salt were amazing. (laughs) I think modeling is always huge in any of the values we want to see throughout gospel community. You know, when things come up, just over the course of people sharing, you know, in your gospel community gathering or just doing life together, asking questions to kind of draw out like, well, how are you thinking through this? Like, how are you going to minister to that person? How could you speak the gospel into this? We did that this last week uh, with people talking about just some other relationships with non-believers. And I think putting them in that place where they have Mm. to. Oh, becoming as you are. Yeah. Yeah. Where they have to think about that and engage. We we even did kind of just open almost like role play. Like, well, what would the group say to this person or how would you speak to this? It encourages people and thinking that way. And I think that's a way they can be empowered. On staff here, there was someone who was sending an, an email out and they were just trying to kind of clean up the rosters and and the database and stuff. And and so they sent me an email and it, it was an okay email, but I'm like, well, so I shot back. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to rewrite this for you, but what's the purpose of this email? Is it is it just to clean up your roster? Because this will work. Or is it to like engage and really find out where people are at and, and, you know, maybe, you know, hopefully someone who's not connected to another church who hasn't moved away, maybe they'll, they'll see it as you reaching out cause you care, not, not trying to be fake here, but like what, this email does not do that, do that. But she came back and, and, you know, with this email and, and it actually had this impact of so a couple people were like, yeah, you know, I've been, I, I need to get back. Like it was, mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't a guilt trip, but it was, thanks for reaching out. And, and it just changed it just changed the tonality of the whole email. And, and it was really just kind of this beautiful thing that had fruit on the other side of it mm. that then she could follow up in person and really get to know where they're at in their heart and, you know, in the moment. And it wouldn't have been the same if I just wrote the email. 
I pushed back and was like, well, why, why do you think about this? And, and it was kind of a more beautiful collaboration in the end, I think. Yeah, that's a great example. I think with your encouragement to her and then her actually taking that step, I think sometimes just equipping people as ministers and discipling mm-hmm. is just taking one more step. Mm-hmm. And it can be small, but impactful. Sometimes it also depends upon my mood and how tired I am during because sometimes <laughs> I'll show up to our GC getting together and I and I'm just I've actually apologized to Nick about this because mm. I'm like hey you know I'm sorry if I'm not you know being the co-leader I really need to be or I'm supposed to be because I just I get there sometimes and I'm and I'm just tired I'm my my mental landscape is just hasn't been mowed <laughs> <laughs> and and I can't see through the weeds but when I actually think about that ahead of time when I walk in I will come in with a different attitude. Mm. And my attitude will be more of one of service, of listening to people and the things they say. And I can think more of, oh, okay, so they just said this. How could I then ask to move them towards here? I think that's the the beauty, though, in the entire church really functionally supposed to be a team of ministers because you do have an off day or sometimes you are tired or you're not. <laughs> like off day is my everyday right now. I can't, I just can't. Off days when off you're season. on fire. Off season. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it is important for us to see ourselves that way. We can come alongside one another. And bring us back as you start the message. Grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understanding grace, speaking grace into each other's life and pointing us to ultimate. So do you have a do you have a story of someone ministering to you that way? I feel like it happens all the time. I feel like God's always bringing people into my life and doing that. Michelle does it uh, when when she's like, "Hey, you know, you said this thing this way or did that," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. Why? Sorry." Uh, and actually, I I think about it more readily now because even a Paul calling apologize to you last mm-hmm. week because of your consistent calling me out on certain things. I thought about it afterwards, and I. Without prompting, because I'm amazing. No, you were prompted I, by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, by God's Spirit. I <laughs> I called and I apologized. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I I think that consistently being in people's lives allows us to do it. I I think you do that. I think Sarah has has done that to me. My wife does that to me. Nick. I think that's the consistent thing. Just. Being consistent in each other's lives where we know where people have a tendency to fall short and and calling them back to the gospel, not in a way where we are judging them like, oh, you, you're the worst person in the world, but oh, I know this is where you struggle. Let me help. Hmm. And so I like when anybody says it to me, I don't feel like a horrible person because I reacted this way. I'm like, yeah, I do that. Okay. So, and I just, I, I know I need to learn. That's part of, partly your um, temperament. Yeah, and partly because like, yeah, I like people to tell me when I mess up a little bit. No, I do. You asked for it, uh, and partly it's because you're you understand the gospel and grace and the fact that it doesn't have to define you. Mm-hmm. You can be a knucklehead, and you could you could also be told things to be corrected. And, and we appreciate that about you yeah. as as our lead minister <laughs> or servant. servant vocational minister vocational i think that consistency you were talking about though that's such an important part of shared life together and that's why that is a huge aspect of gospel community you're not ideally not just showing up checking the box for a two-hour gathering and that's right. it you can develop the relationship and see kind of these uh these points emerge in people's lives where you can speak into them mm-hmm. i i think when you know, Paul talks about the the Galatian agitators that were coming in, and he says they want 
they make much of you, so you will make much of them. I mean, and that and that shows their purpose in doing what they were doing. It's like they they are trying to be like, oh no, you're good. Do these things that so that you in turn would look to them for the truth. And we don't want to be the ones who say I have the truth. It's mm-hmm. that God has revealed the truth in the gospel. So that's you know we're not trying to point to us. We're trying to point to Him. And it takes a lot of intentionality to be mm-hmm. both those like intentional and will used to say guy used to come here used to say be long-term low-key so be like be consistent don't don't go out with like a flash like here's here's everything i have to say and then nothing the rest of the week like be just that kind of ongoing continual even if it is more low-key so that you have the energy uh and the the endurance to to kind of run the race and i think that takes intentionality to to be more in the everyday seeing something saying something, asking questions, uh, directing people back to the gospel. It's, it's, it's not natural for us. Mm-hmm. And so therefore it takes more energy and more time. Um, this guy used to say to me, don't dump the whole load. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he gives me a whole story to explain it. It's really long, so I won't get the whole story. But he thanks, say, for he not, the whole thanks for not dumping the whole load. Yeah, right not dump the whole load. <laughs> So today, this week, try to lead others into kind of their their understanding of truth and gospel so that they, in turn, serve and not try to just be served. And Maybe think of ways, how could I be more consistent in people's lives around me? In as a minister of Jesus Christ. As a minister Christ. of Jesus Christ, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next week. say that it, no. I thought worked no no oh, okay I, you were looking at me like you wanted me to repeat it <laughs> that, that's the ending right there that's the ending <laughs>